Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 370. I'm Kelly Roach, and you are listening to Unstoppable Success Radio, the podcast for achievers, believers, dreamers, and doers who want to build a profitable, sustainable business around a life of purpose, fulfillment, freedom, and family. Now let's get down to business. Welcome back, guys. So back by popular demand today, our first time ever bringing a guest back for a second time in the same couple months here, no less, because of you guys giving us so much feedback about the value you got from her episode. We have today with us once again, Jasmine Starr. Jasmine, welcome to the show. Kelly, I feel like saying, oh, I'm I'm just seeing the family again. I love it. Thank you for having me back. (laughs) No, I'm happy to have you here. So last time we hit Instagram really, really hard and our audience went crazy for that. They loved it. Obviously, that's a big hot button out there right now. But today, what I really want to focus on is where I truly feel your unique brilliance is from an observation and outsider standpoint, Jasmine, what I see and feel about you is you are building this incredible world-class brand in everything that you do, and you make people feel so special when they join your community and when they become a part of what you're doing online. So I'd love to dig into kind of the heart and the soul behind that, the intention, um, and how you're doing what you're doing. I would love that. Awesome. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about like kind of what's behind you know, everything that we see on social, because I think, you know, like you said already, um, kind of when we were chatting beforehand, you know, social is kind of like a, a mechanism. It's a vehicle, right? But social isn't the thing, right? Right. Social is an extension of the thing. And yes. by us not speaking so nebulous, the thing is who we are and what we provide for our customers, clients, and followers. Yeah, absolutely. So when you think about world-class brand, like what comes to mind for you, Jasmine? Well, I mean, to me, I love having conversations that are tactical and granular. So instead of us talking about all these big ideas of what branding is, because number one, that's intimidating to so many people. So let's just, I'm a girl from the hood. So we just say it how it is. You know, let's not pretend like to be smarter. I'm not going to pretend to be smarter than I am. So first we should probably start off by making everybody feel like we're on the same page. So a, a brand is not a logo. It is not a website. It is not a business card. It is not your social media following. A brand, I once heard a brand described as the thing somebody says about you when you walk out of the room. Oh the my thing gosh, that absolutely. somebody says about your business when you walk out of the room. And I thought that that was really, really, really great because this is how somebody thinks and feels and articulates their feelings about you. But Seth Godin said it best. And I'm probably going to chop up his definition of a brand. But he said that a brand is a set of memories, experiences, um, uh, engagement that empowers a consumer to choose one business over another. So we choose McDonald's over Burger King. We choose Starbucks over coffee, bean, and tea leaf. We are unconsciously and consciously making decisions based on previous experiences, word of mouth, growing up. Like there's reasons why women still use a certain facial cream or a cooking oil. It's because what their mom used and what their grandma used because they swore it was the best. It's these stories that kind of further shape and define why we consume and invest in other businesses. 
I couldn't agree more. And I, I really appreciate you like bringing all of that to the forefront for everyone, because I think, you know, certainly over the, the last, you know, 10 years as social media has risen up and as uh, the online world has developed, there has been a lot of confusion around that. And I think people can get really stuck in things like logos and websites and all of these other things when ultimately that's not going to be what makes or breaks you. And my biggest observation about you, Jasmine, and your brand is how you make people feel. And I believe that the the reason why your brand has picked up such momentum the way that it has, especially like in the last year, is, you know, the way that you make people feel. Well, that means a lot to me. And I feel like, and I'm, I'm a queen of deflection, let me tell you, Kelly, because well, the thing that I want to say, it's not about necessarily what I'm doing. It's to encourage people because the thing that I see so often to the greatest detriment of entrepreneurs is that they say, when I get it together, then I'll work on my brand. Yes. And it's quite the opposite. I'm like, you will only get it together when you work on the brand first. So people say, oh, like, well, let me just get my business cards. Let me just get my website up. And I'm like, that's fine, but it's not going to be the linchpin to your success. The level of your success is going to be, how are you communicating what your business does and how you help your Customers, because the thing that I go back to again and again is that you might have an awesome product. You might have an awesome service and that's great, but I hate to break it to you. There's no such thing as being a special snowflake on the internet. We all do things that are so similar. So the thing, like how do we differentiate ourselves? Well, our messaging has to boil down to three main things. Now, of course there are other things, but I'm talking about, let's just get like, let's just get moving towards working on a brand. So if your business does not convey that you help prospective customers or empower prospective customers or diminish a fear, you're going to have a very hard time having somebody pay you for the premium that you want for your services. Because at the end of the day, we are all um, life coaches, photographers, graphic designers, bakers. There's so many hundreds of thousands, if not millions of us who all do the same thing, but our messaging, the people who speak to their customers the best are those who rise to the top again and again. And I could say this proudly. I, there was a time where I was humiliated that I wasn't as good of a photographer as I wanted to be. I was really embarrassed that my messaging around me being a business strategist wasn't what it should be. But instead of listening to what other people were saying about me, I honed in to say, what does my customer need? I will close everybody out. I will close the naysayers. I will close the people who are saying negative things. I will focus on one person. And that is the person I'm intended to serve. And the more I was quiet and listened to what he or she wanted, then that's when my business took off. Oh my gosh, could not agree more. I, I I have seen that so much with our company over the last year. We we've gotten to the point where like every offer that we're creating, we we're just letting our people tell us. We're like, tell us, you know, tell us what you want, tell us what you need. And and then we put that in front of them. And it's it's an amazing place where you can just focus on listening and serving and, you know, responding to what people want instead of trying to, you know, come up with things in, in your mind and, and try and theoretically, you know, make decisions like this for sure. And going back to what you said about being embarrassed about like where you were and, and I think that that's the biggest thing. I mean, these conversations that you're sharing, Jasmine, these are the conversations I have every day with people. It's like, you think that when you're good is when things will happen and it's you putting yourself out there when maybe you're not quite there yet and continuing to work at it and work at it and work at it and be consistent and persistent over time. That's how you get there, right? I was scrolling through my YouTube videos, uh, this morning because I was, we're, we're looking at doing kind of a rebrand. And, and really focusing in on YouTube in the next six months. And I was looking through some of the past videos and I was like, man, these thumbnails are bad. 
like really <laughs> oh bad. God. I was there. I was there. I was there. I mean, if people decide to ever scroll back on my YouTube channel, I was like, girl, what are you wearing? Why is your hair like the color of ink? Why, why that font? You know, it's like, we look back and they're like, that's a hot mess. But guess what? Those videos that I look at are the, hot, the hottest mess of them all have the most views. Mm-hmm. What the heck, Kelly? Like, it's what crazy. It is crazy. But I think that's one of the most important things. I don't know. I mean, you can share your experience with us, Jasmine. I know for me, the the biggest growth in the business financially and and the biggest success in building the brand has come from making the decision to be okay just letting it letting it be out there and you know not trying to like hide this imperfect video or not trying to delete that you know post or not trying to you know wait to do something until it's it's just putting yourself out there and being willing to be imperfect in the public eye and i find and i i think it really is true when people can relate to you because they feel you, they understand you, they know what your heart is all about. Um, they see the imperfection. I think it's so much more endearing and and so much more helpful in building the business than the sterile, you know, in the box, try, you know, perfect presentation anyway. Absolutely. And I don't even know where this was coming from, but can I just be 100% honest and transparent right now? Yes, please. Because what happens is that we, it's an, it's one thing for us to talk about um, looking back at pressure points or pain points and like learning through the process. But I feel like in this moment, on this particular day, I'm going through this because um, I'm working on creating content. So the th- reason why I'm sharing this story is because I want everybody, I want our, like the listeners right now to understand what the process looks like being in the middle, because I always talk about things from a retrospective. So this is what's happening right now, because we need to understand, um, when people, like when we talk about uh, like listening to our audience, what do they want to hear? People say, okay, but how, and the market always talks to you by their behaviors. They might not come out and say, I don't want to see that Kelly, or yes, I want to see that Kelly, but by and large, the vast majority of people will show you by their inaction. So for instance, normally I produce uh, videos and on average, if I post it to my Facebook book, uh, my Facebook page after the algorithm, my page got me, my engagement took a tank just like everybody else's. So I'm trying to find different ways to bring that engagement back up. But on average right now, after the algorithm change, I get about 10,000 views on a Facebook video. That's all organic, not paid. And that's been a pretty consistent number. And I've been noticing that I wanted to change up the way that I'm posting these videos. So I had a conversation with an interior designer about social media and being a social influencer. And I thought, hey, I have this great idea. Let me go through a four-part video series. I'm going to make four, five to six-minute videos focusing on one particular topic so that I can empower my audience and then they could see me on four different days instead of just having one video for 20 minutes on one day. Well, I have all these exciting ideas. I'm excited about it. I brought three cameras. I brought lighting. It's still a hot mess, but I'm like, we're just showing up. We're just putting mud on the wall, (laughs) see what sticks. So we have these conversations and the first video I put out that had been sitting a full 24 hours had three point, like 3000 views, 3,300 views. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, well, it was a Monday. So a little slow. Let's just see. So then the next day I try to test part two of the video series on Tuesday evening that got 1,500 views. So what am I saying here? I am saying my audience, number one, does not want to see it in that format or 
and or number two, the content isn't there because the majority of my audience doesn't identify themselves as a social influencer. So the Mm -hmm. conversations that I'm having. So yesterday I had a conversation with my videographer because we're two videos in and I started off the series and be like, this is a four part series. And now all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, my knee jerk reaction is to say, cut it. I don't want to do it. But then I said, no, I am going to freaking finish what I had started and I'm going to sit through the ugly and I'm going to sit through the poor engagement so that later on I can have a full assessment assessment of what worked and why did it not work. And so this goes back to understanding. So when we talk about listening to what your audience wants, my audience has spoken. They do not want to watch this. But for a learning perspective and for me to say, I will finish what I had started because vocally I had said it's a four-part series. I will finish the four-part series, but I had envisioned doing it, posting videos Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And after I saw the performance on Monday and Tuesday, I said, okay, we're switching it. We're going Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and then the next Monday. And on each of those videos, I will be linking back to the older videos because there's a small segment of my audience that finds it highly valuable. They're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're sharing this. This is so great, but it's such a small percentage. So when we go back to building a brand, it's really understanding, number one, who are you trying to serve? And number two, understanding that as you test the waters, you're going to have a bunch of miss marks. Like there's going to be a bunch of missed shots. However, it's not the idea, the, the idea of missing the shots. It's the idea of saying, okay, I'm repositioning the target. Let me try again. Yes. Yes. And I, I love that you share that, Jasmine. And thank you so much for bringing something that's like life right now. Um, you know, we, we have so many things. I mean, I say to, we have a, a team sales called 830 every morning. And I say to them, eight out of 10 things that we try are going to bomb. Like they're going to bomb. And the sooner that we can all get okay with it and realize like we we can't figure out the two things that are going to perform if we're not willing to muscle through the other eight that aren't, you know? And I think that's absolutely, such, yeah, that's so powerful. But I also think there's a lot to be said for like finishing what you started and saying like, okay, this may not be like the, the thing that like knocks it out of the park for me, but I did commit because you know what? There's 1,500 or, or 2,000 people that are like loving what you're doing that would be super disappointed, you know, if they're like, where's video three? Where's video four? Right. You know? Right, 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 right. And so one part, like one of the key tenets of my brand is integrity and integrity is simply doing what you say you're going to do. And if I say a four part video series and I'm just watching the metrics and the numbers and being like, oh, my engagement for this is just terrible. It's I'm ruining me and the algorithm. And I'm like, no. I'm going to finish this and I'm going to learn. And one day, Kelly, when we're having another conversation a year from now, I'll be like, do you remember that thing? Guess what happened, girl? Somebody from some agency, like, you know, it's like, it's always those bootleg videos that you're like, this is going nowhere. And then it's that one person of the 1% who saw it and did something great with it or connected you with somebody who you needed to be connected with. So the idea, the idea of brand building is to show up listen to your audience, serve your audience, listen to your audience, serve your audience. And I'm in like the thick of that right now. Yes. Yes, definitely. And you are doing the work, girl. I see you showing up every day. (laughs) You're making it happen. But one of the biggest things that I'm trying to convey to my audience right now, Jasmine, and that I'm really trying to speak out on a lot right now is, is, is not micromanaging, um, the day to day of the investments that you're making in your audience and, and how you're serving and really trying to make decisions today that your future yourself 5, 10, 15 years is going to ha- thank you for and and really trying to play a long game in a world that's super, super focused on the minute to minute. So can you talk a little bit about, you know, how you've had to do that and how that served you in your business and, and kind of where you feel like you are in that trajectory right now? 
I feel like I can speak to this clearly in two distinct ways. So number one, about uh, three years ago, I had seen a random video on social media, YouTube or Facebook, and the gentleman in the video had said, in order for you to be a $2 million company, a $5 million company, in order for you to be a $100,000 company, you have to make decisions as if you are currently the $1 million company. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes when we think about building a brand, when we think about creating experiences, we want to own that million dollar company, but the decisions we're making is like the bargain barrel. Let me piece it together. Mm-hmm. Mickey mouse it. And in order for you to become the thing you want, you must be making the decisions today, financially investment time. What, what, what is it? Which leads to the second point, And that's where do you want to be in one year? five years, in 10 years? Because I ask myself, what do I want to be doing in 10 years? And the answer just, it was, it like poured out of me. And it's like, I want to be doing the same thing I'm doing now, but bigger. Mm -hmm. I'm talking Mm -hmm. about much, much bigger. So number one, it shows that I'm standing in my purpose, that I love what I do, that I woke up this morning At four o'clock in the morning, started working. We have a podcast interview at 6.30 in the morning. Why? Because I love what I do. If I didn't, it would not make sense for me to want to continue this in 10 years. So the idea is for me to say, what do I want to do in 10 years? And do I want to be working with larger companies and larger brands and producing content in a way that is real, relevant, and pops off the page for Facebook? If then that is the thing I must do and I want to do and I want to have social credibility, I must reverse engineer. I have to work backwards. That means that I'm showing up with my two ghetto cameras and a terrible audio system. That means that I'm creating four-part video series that aren't doing all that well so that I learn how do I create the type of content that people want to consume. So that behavior that I'm taking today is reflective of where I want to be in a year that comes from time and investment. And then what I am doing now, do I want to be doing that in 10 years? And if I do not, then that comes back to, I need to change my, I need to course correct. Or number two, it can I do this, but bigger than what are the decisions that I need to be making today to get where I want to go? Yeah, that's it. I mean, that that's absolutely it. And I, I just think, you know, for all entrepreneurs out there today, you know, really taking a moment to think about that. And I think for some people, they're like, but that's so overwhelming. I can't think about it. And it's, it's not about, it's not about putting more pressure on yourself. It's about recognizing that the small things that you do every single day starting now, they are what is going to determine where you are five or 10 years. It's the thousands of little decisions that you make every single day. I think in our minds, we think it's like this big sweeping event that happens. It never, ever is. It is thousands of little decisions you make every single day. And I think in every moment, Jasmine, we have the opportunity to choose the short-term decision for today or the long-term decision for tomorrow, right? Absolutely. And it's, I I think just to take a step back, because sometimes I think that I can, I was actually, I was as a kid, this is how I spoke. I spoke like a lawyer when I was a kid. My parents were like, she's going to law school. I did. I ended up dropping out, but it's neither here nor there. (laughs) I think that I speak with certainty that comes across a little bit as intimidating. Like, wow, she really knows her stuff. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I know what it feels like when somebody would ask me, where do you see yourself in a year? And I was like, I don't know where I see myself freaking next week. Like, I don't, you know, and so this intimidating thing, but once you kind of sharpen your teeth, once you kind of get into the groove of what you're doing, I realized that my mentor had turned to me and he said, if you do not have a vision, if you cannot see where you are in a year or five years or 10 years, your team cannot come around and support you to get there. 
And that's when I just had to like, I I felt like my hands go limp and I realized, my God, I can't get to where I want to go because I don't know where the hell I want to go. It's that's it. I mean, that that's the thing. If there's no roadmap and hey, we don't have to know all the streets and all the turns and all the steps and we don't need to, we just need to keep putting one foot in front of the other, but we do need to have a direction for where we're going. Otherwise, obviously we're not going to be happy with where we end up, right? Yes. And absolutely. And listen, we all, you know, theoretically we was like, okay, I want to get to Oz and I'm going to follow this yellow brick road. And we just don't know if we're going to pull off into like the Mm -hmm. land, like the the field of poppies for a minute. And that's okay. That is entirely okay. And it's entirely okay to say, you know what? I don't actually want to get to Oz. I want to get back. I want to get back to Auntie M. This is the decision I'm making. And you're all fully empowered. So it's not like if you like stake a claim, then that for sure is the end of it. No. But the idea is get on the yellow brick road, find your way to Oz. And if along the way you decide to change, no problem, but freaking define Oz. Get, just say, this is where I want to go. That's such, such good advice. Such good advice. It's, it's so true. And, and I always say that to people too. It's okay if your goals change. Every time the season of life that you're in changes, chances are your goals are going to change a little bit. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to do a total course correction or, or start running in a, in a totally different direction, but our goals do change. And that's why like, it's, it's good to reassess and, and refocus and, you know, just ask yourself, you know, is this, is what I set out to do where I really want to be? And is what I'm doing going to get me to the place where I think life feels and looks the way that I want it to? Cause I think a lot of times when we're talking about growing our businesses, we think of the business, um, in, exclusive and, and in and of itself where we want the business to be, but we don't necessarily think about what the implications for what our life will look like if the business gets to that point is. And I think it's really important to like bring those two things together, right? A hundred percent. Actually, JD, my husband and business partner had this conversation yesterday. It was just so sobering. I mean, honestly, Kelly, I think the fact that we're chatting so early in the morning is making me all vulnerable and mushy. <laughs> but um, I he, love had it. Said, I love he had said, I know, I'm like, what is going on, Jasmine? Who are you? You haven't had your coffee yet. Um, I think that, you know, yesterday he had a conversation and we had this really great opportunity to meet a, a bunch of great people. I had an opportunity to speak and we sat down at a very simple Southern restaurant for some barbecue. And he said, I just don't want us to lose this. I don't want to get caught up with the the lifestyle or the big houses or looking at what other people have and do and say, and then think we must have do and say those same things. He's like, we're happy. Like life is simple. And I never, if, if getting that requires us to lose this, I don't want that. And it was just such a real conversation. And let's just blame it on the tequila. I was just like, you're right. I don't want any of that. I want this baby boo. Um, But it was just good. I mean, we had a great conversation and it was just a, a wonderful point for us to get tethered that what our version of success is doesn't have to be anybody else's version. And as long as we know that and define that and we're working towards that, when we get there, it's just a really nice place to be and say, this is enough. I am enough. And we are enough in this moment. That is it right there. Boom. I love the 630 in the morning, Jasmine. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, who am I? It's all coming out this morning. No, that it's, I completely agree. No, and it's so important. I mean, Billy and I have those kind of conversations all the time too. It's it's really walking the balance of like striving for more and being the best that you can possibly be and, and meeting your potential, but also not losing sight of like the heart and and the the nucleus. And and I think the nucleus of family is the most important thing and, and making sure that the journey that you're on allows you to get closer and and not further apart. And I think having those conversations, like what you just described is like, that's everything. Cause it's just that touch point of like coming back to your like center, you know? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, 
obviously, I appreciate so much you making the time super early in the morning to be here with me and the audience. I know these guys are are definitely in love with what you're doing. I am as well. I appreciate how you're showing up. The, the work that you're doing is amazing. How you make people feel is incredible. That's why people want to go on this journey with you, Jasmine. So thanks for being here. And do you have any like final parting words or pieces of advice that you just want to share You know, around what you're doing to create this incredible brand that you're building and what other people can do in their own way to do the same for theirs? Um, well, you put me on the spot, but I do have something to say, girl. I do have something to say. I want everybody who's listening to take a deep breath and then take another deep breath. And we're going to leave space here for that. It is so important to not let your version of success be defined by other people and not expect your decisions about your business that they should be applauded by other people. So often we want validation or permission from outside forces when we may never get them. And just because we got them doesn't necessarily make them right. So if we're constantly looking around to be like, should I pivot? Should I invest? Should I do this? Should I do that? And you're looking um, from outside forces, it will always left, leave you feeling vacant. But we do this, and it's understandable. We do this so that if it doesn't work out the way we anticipated, we can point fingers or say, but you said, and they said, and they promised. When you live by the sword and you die by the sword. So the decisions that I make in my business, I will say, I own this. I refuse to listen to what other people are saying because I have my vision. I know where I'm going. I'm going to take my team there. And if I make a mistake, it's on my back. And I'm okay with that. The thing I don't want to do is put anybody in a position of power authority over my personal vision. And that's the thing I want people to really step into and understand that they are enough. They have the vision to take the time to define it and then put blinders on and focus just on that. Get to Oz, boo. Get to Oz. That is awesome. I love that. Thank you so much, Jasmine. I really appreciate everything that you shared here today. I know everyone else did too. Loved having you back on the show. Oh, it's been an honor. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. To all of our listeners of Unstoppable Success Radio, thank you guys so, so much for taking the time to be here with myself and Jasmine today. If you can think of just one other person that needs to hear the incredible insight that that Jasmine shared here, pass this episode along. We all know sharing is caring. And until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. Wait, before you put down your phone, one more thing. When you're ready to build an unstoppable business around a life you absolutely love, text in the word IGNITE to 44222. All you have to do is minimize the screen and text in the word IGNITE to 44222 to schedule a free consultation with me to learn how you can switch your business into high gear, rapid growth, and high profitability fast. Text in IGNITE to 44222.